What's that critical voice in your head saying to you? Perhaps that voice says you won't ever get that promotion. Or maybe it's winding up about some high stakes presentations that you have next week and telling you how it's going to be a complete disaster. Or maybe the voice is telling you that there is a reason why your boss hasn't answered your email and it's because you messed something up, even though you can't even begin to think what it is that something is that you've messed up. I'm your host, Catherine Stagg-Macy, your wingwoman and executive coach, and welcome to this week's episode of Unset at Work, where I want to help you unlock the power of self-talk by managing these inner critics. We all have ways of talking to ourselves that just unkind and just plain mean. We say things to ourselves that we'd never say to a friend, but somehow this self-talk persists. This is what we talk about when you talk about inner critics or critical voices. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you a tool that I use to help manage these critical voices so that you feel more confident and in charge of your own life. So it's a three-step process. We're going to start at step one, which is identifying that critical voice, giving it a shape, a color, a sense of what it is. So to help you get started with this, think about something that's worrying you at the moment. Whatever that is, maybe it's personal, maybe it's professional. Now slow down and tune into what it is you're saying to yourself about this worry. What's the voice saying to you? It can be really helpful if you can get very specific on the line that this voice usually uses. So maybe it's like, well, that's not going to work. Or, oh, people are going to get upset with you. You better stop doing this. There will be some form of a line that you know very well. You've heard it a lot of times and that's what you're trying to get clear on. And no, this is normal, right? We are making this light and playful because it becomes possible to do something about this. And just know that we all have a range of characters in our heads doing this. So now that you have a sense of what it's saying to you, I want you to give it a name. I want you to give it a name that something like, it could be just plain old Fred, or it could be a character from a certain show that it just encapsulates what this voice is standing for. Or it could be like a functional role, like chief risk officer, something like that. Whatever it is, give it a name that for you sums up what's going on, you know, what it represents. And for yourself, just describe its form, its tone of voice when it shows up. Is it angry and shouty? Is it whimpering? Is it inflection up with some criticism baked into it? Get specific in what that is for you. And also just remember that line that it uses with you, the phrasing, that, that single sentence that you got, oh, here we are, here's that voice again. So that's step one, just identifying that critical voice. Step two is identifying the role of this voice. I know that sounds weird, but that's the truth. This voice is a manifestation of a coping strategy. Somewhere in your life, you made a deal with yourself to never feel or experience something that was very uncomfortable or even painful. And this voice is that contract that you made with yourself to help you avoid those situations. Is it a clumsy voice? Sure. Is it helpful? Uh, Probably not. But the point is, ask this question from a place of kindness and compassion. Like, What is its good intention? Because it does have some good intention of trying to keep you safe from something. Maybe it's to protect you from looking stupid. Maybe the voice really wants to make sure you don't upset people around you. Maybe it's committed to helping you see you as being competent. Whatever it is, just get clear as to what's the role 
that this voice is playing for you. So that's step two, identifying the role of this voice. Step three is to create your own board of directors. Now here it starts getting fun. I want you to imagine that you are running your life from this wonderful boardroom at the 20th level of a skyscraper with magnificent views over a lovely city like London. And around this board table, you have a number of your advisors and executives at this boardroom table. And you are the chairperson. This is key. You're the chair sitting at the head of the table running the show. Some of these people around the table are invited. You want them to be there. Others are not invited. These are usually your critical voices, but they are there whether you want them to be or not. Place around this table your newly identified voice, the critical voice that we've just been giving shape and color to. Know that there'll be others around the table and they may not be that clear to you at this stage and that's okay. This can be an iterative process. But see that you're separate from that voice, this character who's sitting at your table. It's just one character. It's one voice at the board table. One voice, one perspective that you get to listen to or not. And that's the key. The important thing about chairing a board is that you get to listen and discuss a topic and take on different perspectives and unpack different perspectives. But the final decision is with you. You are the CEO of your own life. And why this metaphor of board directors works is it allows you to honor the different perspectives that you're holding. And when we ignore different perspectives that we're holding, they often become bigger and louder in our heads and have a way of hooking us into doing things that we don't really want to do or creating levels of anxiety in us, in ourselves that we would prefer not to have. So that's step three. So we have three steps here, identifying your voice, work out what its, what its job is, and giving it a role on your board of directors. So to help you here, I'm going to give you an example from my board of directors. I'd like you to meet the army major general. <laughs> He's this very big alpha character that when I'm pretty worn down, he's very shouty. He's standing up, he's leaning over the table, you know, using his, his body to sort of dominate the room and he's banging and he's got this deep gravelly voice. He gets activated when he sees a risk that's not being addressed. He gets activated very quickly and he goes from DEFCON 1 to DEFCON 5 like super fast especially if I'm not paying attention to it. In the times of my life when I've noticed him being activated, it's usually around some sense of financial insecurity. Like I'm worried about the pipeline. I'm worried about having enough money in three months' time. When I first started coaching and running my own business, you can imagine the financial insecurity was high. And he was very activated. Like you could just imagine, he, I felt like he was like running the complete show and he was chairing every meeting in my head. But if we go back to like, what is the role, if I see this as a kind part of myself trying to protect me from something, however however clumsy it might be, his role is really sort of chief risk officer. Like he, he sees risks and he wants them to be acknowledged and he wants some sort of strategy or some sort of mitigation plan in place to sit down and to feel hurt. And often I've sort of had conversations with him in my head going, is it really that bad? contract finishes and there he goes again you're like yeah but that's one contract finished but two started so like I hear you but as the chairperson of my board 
I don't see the risk in the way you see it from where I'm sitting. So, you know, thank you. And you can sit down. I have found that hugely helpful and reassuring to understand and to mediate these different aspects of myself through this metaphor of the board directors. So I hope that you find it similarly helpful. This tool has been helpful to me and clients in, in managing what I call the inner shitty bitty committee. And I'd love to hear about some of your characters as you identify them. Drop me an email at Catherine at Conversations at the Edge. And if you are curious to know more about your style and you haven't yet done it, the quiz link is in the show notes. It's really only eight questions. And I think you'll be surprised at some of the results. That, my friends, is it for the week. This is your wing woman signing off until next week. Mm-hmm.